The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And yes, <laughs> the Raiders were spanked like little children in a big man's game on Sunday in Mexico. Viva Las Vegas. Here we come. <laughs> oh, brother. All that and more here on show 497. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have, well, the mangling in Mexico, the massacre in Mexico, uh, you name it, uh, you call it as you see it. It was embarrassing, it was a hard game to watch, and I'm sure that many TVs were actually turned to a different channel by the fourth quarter. An embarrassing, uh, listen man, we'll hit this game hard because we have to. Uh, Ken Norton has been booted out of a job like that's supposed to move the planet. Yes, the big shakeup in the Raiders organization has started. Ken Norton's gone, and they put in Pagano. Wow, what a huge improvement. We'll hit on that as well. Broncos are coming to town, and they're coming with Bill Musgrave as their offensive coordinator. Boy, this will be one fun game to be at. At least it will be in the parking lot, that I can tell you. We're going to hit the bone line because people are pretty depressed. Forget about it. Hey, man, it's just another season in the silver and black as far as I'm concerned. All that on this show and a happy freaking Thanksgiving to everybody because that's the day I'm doing this show. That's when we can do it. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's always good to be thankful for everything you do have. And, well, you don't have a trophy yet. (laughs) <laughs> a recent one anyways, but I'm thankful that uh, we got possibilities. So on that, let's move to the show. Three to eight sums up the game. Uh, hard for everybody to watch. I'm sure the bone line will express the uh, amazing disappointments at every corner. The defense was appalling, and the offense, which is supposed to be our strong point, is pathetic. Uh, it was hard to watch this game. I watched it because, you know, this was supposed to be, it was billed way back when as the revenge game. The revenge game. Yep, for the tuck rule, this is a a big game for the Raiders fans. The Raider team should have been pumped up for this one because it had a special meaning to it for me anyway, and I think for most fans as well. So I think this is something we should look at in a different perspective. Rich Gannon is actually going to work his second Raider game. We'll be on the call on CBS TV with our friend, uh, Kevin Harlan, so he's been deep in the Gannon film room. I know, getting ready for the game, and we'll talk about what's going on with Denver, Rich. But welcome back. 
Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And just uh, what did you see from from Derek Carr and the offense in Mexico City, Rich? They were a plus 16 last year. They're now a minus 9. Yeah, it's hard to figure out this group, guys. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, You don't see them playing with confidence. They don't play fast. Uh, there's not a lot of doesn't seem there's a lot of rhyme or reason to what they're doing all the time. I mean, I, as I watched the game, and I watched Marshawn Lynch with those first three carries, he just that reminded me of what I saw from him a couple of years ago. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand. How, I was told he took himself out of the game. I'd give him, I'd get him back in there as quick as I could. And, and to, to me, they they kind of got away from it too early. And you know, that, was a, that game was a close game right, right up until before the half, but that to me, when I look at this team right now, there's three players on offense that I have to feature. It's, it's Marshawn Lynch. It's Michael Crabtree and it's Jared cook. And that's where the ball has to go. The end of the end, end of discussion. Those three guys need to touch the ball and 24 needs to touch a lot. And that's not happening. And so that's a problem. You mentioned Roberts. He had, he had a drop in the first half, false start. Hit the fumble down inside. I mean, you know, they're just—he's—he's he's careless with the football. It's just—it's not good. And and uh, and and I think Derek, unfortunately, has taken a step back. I see some—I see some things with his footwork that concern me. Uh, I can tell that he's not at all comfortable throwing the ball in the direction of Mari Cooper. I think Cooper's not a very good route runner. Uh, he there's no definition to his game right now, and that's a real problem. And so you can just see that. You know the quarterback is is kind of lost in the offense, and it, it's it's not a good thing right now. It's it's and defensively, I I that was that was a bad performance. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there, and we'll get to the uh, change at defensive coordinator. But uh, you said uh, you mentioned three guys, and none of them were eighty nine. Amari Cooper, and early in the year when we were wondering why Amari's not getting the ball, he had the huge game against Kansas City on the Thursday nighter. But outside of that, Rich, uh, his third year in the NFL has been MIA. So uh, you often said when you joined me and Bonte every week that you would get with Gruden and you talk about it. We've got to get the ball to Tim Brown. We've got to get the ball to Jerry Rice. This is how we're going to do it. So what you're seeing from Amari Cooper, if you're quarterbacking the Raiders, Rich, you would no longer feature him in this offense? I'm not saying that. Like I still think he's a, he's a playmaker. You've got to find ways to get him, get him the ball, right? So we've got to throw him slant routes. We've got to throw him under crossing routes and under, underneath the deep overs that he seems to be pretty good at. I'm not saying he's just don't feature him, but you know, there's just too much indecision in his route running. You watch the top of his stem, you watch him off the line of scrimmage, you watch him, you know, he, he's not a finisher when he at the top of the route. And, and so I just know in, in, in visiting with the team and talking to Derek that there's, there's problems there. I mean, clearly there's not, they're not on the same page. And so, you know, that's, that don't know that that's going to get cleaned up to me right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, he reminds me of a couple guys around the league. Mike Wallace is one of them. Uh, he reminds me of Brashad Perryman in Baltimore, two of those guys right now that are kind of having, you know, having difficulties because they run fast, but they're not, they're not great route runners. And, you know, I think he physically has a lot of skills. He's big, strong. He can run. He's good up to the catch, but he, he, there's not enough definition in his game right now when you watch him. From start to finish, I watch all the games. I watch all the tape. I go back and study this guy right now, and he needs to clean up his route running. That is the biggest problem he has, and it's the biggest, the big reason why he's so inconsistent. 
Wow, that 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 is alarming because I have little respect for those two guys as route right. runners, the Raven receivers you just mentioned. I think Wallace is well, getting they do, better. They do, Pop, they do two things well. They run the go route and the slant route. So that's all that's Amari all can do. run. I mean, and I'm not suggesting that. I think he's more. I think he can do more. I think he drops his hips better. Uh, but you know, I think he certain things he does well. He runs that deep cross well. He can you know he can back shoulder him. He can go up and use his body a little bit. He doesn't have the greatest hands, so let's be honest. I mean, he's, I think he leads the league right now, 10, 10 drops. You know, that's something you got to continue to work on with him. But, you know, you just can't, you, you know, at this point in the season, what happens is the quarterback is going to is going to try and throw the ball to the guys he knows he can make plays. And right now it's 15 and 87. I mean, that's it. And, you know, and if I'm calling plays, you know, I'm going to try and get get everybody involved and get them going. But at the end of the day, I'm going to look at 24, 15, and 87. That that's to me. You know, I I got to find a way. Those are the three best players. You, I mean, and it's not even close. Wow. I mean, those are the three best players right now. Uh, go back in your mind to when Amari was coming out of Alabama, because I thought, and a lot of NFL people felt, he was the most refined rookie entering a draft route runner we had seen because he could run everything so has he regressed is was amari overrated as a route runner rich just go back to where he was when he was coming in in his early years versus what you're seeing right now as a route runner yeah i think he has i mean i i think there i think there's i think there's uncertainty there when you watch him at times he, he's not he doesn't to me he seems like he's unsure what he's supposed to do i'm not necessarily meaning the assignment i think he's a guy that probably knows what he said i don't think he always knows how to run it is it my supposed to come off under control my supposed to come you know i just his game speed to me is disappointing and what i mean by that is even when he doesn't have the ball in his hands like his game speed like how fast he plays you know what i mean like you look at antonio brown like he has his, he's got unbelievable game speed. Like whether he's got the ball or not, he's going, he's hauling. And I don't see that when I watch Amari Cooper. I just don't, the game speed doesn't jump off me when I study the tape. Now, when he's got the ball in his hands, you can feel it. But, you know, I watch him sometimes on the backside of a route. I don't know if he's taking the playoff. I don't know if he's, if he's coasting. I don't, I don't know if he doesn't think he's going to get the ball. I don't know if he doesn't think he's a primary route or, or receiver in, in the combination. But, I mean, that's a problem. How much of this, Rich, is a, is a product of option routes where Amari, Amari has the skill set, I think, to run all the routes, but he's just maybe he's uncertain based on the on the uh, the coverage, the leverage he's getting defensively. And then also speak to Derek and what you're seeing. Uh, I, what I'm seeing from him is he's throwing the ball a lot to a guy that's covered. He's not finding open Raiders. He's throwing the ball to covered Raiders. So talk about the option routes and then get more specific on what you're seeing from the quarterback, Rich. Yeah, I think I think there's some truth to that. Some of the option routes. So if, if that's the case, then you got to take that take that option away from him. Let's 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 eliminate that. If, he, if he's not doing well with them, if he's not coming out of the cuts, if he's not seeing it clear clear clearly, then just say, let's not put him in that position. You got as your play call, you got to put the guy in a position where he's he's going to be comfortable and he's going to make plays. If that's not a strength of his, then it's taken away from him. Let's give it to somebody else. And that's that's what I would do. You know what I mean? And, and so. The other thing is, is when you give him those option routes and it's not clearly defined, what does it do to Derek? It, it can, it, now he's holding the football. Now he's taking the extra hits. Now he's not sure. You know what I mean? And now he's not in rhythm. And that's a problem as well. When I study the tape, when I watch Derek, I, I see sometimes, I see him, I see him, you know, doing some things at the top of his drop that concern me where he's not stepping up and trusting the protection and he's not going through his reads and progressions. I think he's getting stuck on the receiver because he's not, he's not quite sure what he's going to do. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's a problem right now. They, they've they got to figure out, 
you know, what's their best plays and best players moving forward. And I always say in a critical situation, and, you know, John Gruden and I talk about this all the time, in a critical situation, don't think about plays, think about players. So don't just come up with a play you think is going to work. If it's me right now and I'm Derek, I got to throw the ball, I'm looking to 15 at Crabtree and I'm looking to 87 the tight end because I know I can trust those guys. I don't know about the rest of them. And that's what you got to, that's, that's to me, if you want to get it fixed, you better get number 10 Roberts. You better get number 89 Cooper. You better get, you know, uh, Johnny Holton. You better, but all these guys need to get better, uh, you, you know, at, 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 at route running and being disciplined, getting their depth and, and doing the little things right because clearly it's affecting the quarterback. Uh, you also said you would you would feature twenty four Marshawn Lynch more. And you, I would wear him out. Okay, let me let me let me because I one thing I did not uh, hear that you started with when we first started chatting today, Rich, is that he asked to come out of the game. So he, he ran it three times: one wide right, one yeah. wide left on the third and one. Although Gabe Jackson's cleat fell off, they still got that play and he got the first down. Then he came off the field, and I think Washington came in. Right. I, I was not told. Did did Mark was it the altitude? Why did Marshawn come off the field, Rich? So I, I, I just I got done asking Coach Del Rio about that, about that about 15 minutes ago, and he said he, he took himself out. And you know I, I I dealt with this with Charlie Garner. You know, I mean we'd we'd get in the open possession of a game, and we'd go three or four plays, and he'd have a couple of nice plays and nice run and nice catch, and and next thing you know we'd get in a third and five, and all of a sudden he's he's jogging off the field, and Gruden had a play called for him on third and five. <laughs> so now we got to you know now we got to throw someone else in there and call a different play. I mean, so they've got to find out, you know, what he's capable of. You would think, he, you know, it's 10 games in and he, you know, it's not like they've, they've wore the tires out on this guy. He should be pretty fresh. I mean, this is, you know, so I don't know if this is the week when you look at Denver, you know, you can say what you want about the Broncos. They've lost six straight, but their defense is still really good. They're, they're ranked number three for a reason. Uh, I think they're four against the run. And they're not gonna. They are not gonna let Marshawn Lynch wear him out. I can't imagine that. But you know, I think you gotta. You gotta at least try. And even moving forward over the next six games, he has to become more of a focal point in the offense. To me, if if you when I watch him run, I see this guy doing some terrific things. So why is he not getting more touches? Embarrassing, absolutely, but. We should look at this game as a as in a different way because you know we lost it. It's kind of the way our season's been. Yeah, the playoffs, whatever. We're going to struggle the rest of the season, and then whatever we end up with is what we're going to end up with. Um, certainly not the playoffs for sure. So looking at this game, look at the other team. <laughs> look at the way it's structured. Look at the way they're consistent. Look at how they draft players for intelligence. On top of everything else, intelligence is very important. They have to be a good athlete, but intelligence is like the key. Our drafting has been pathetic. Our coaching has been pathetic. And really, I like Del Rio. I love the guy. He's a Raider fan for sure. However, he hired the worst assistants and then replaced them with worst assistants. So now we have, um, you know, this game just shows an example of how a well-run organization goes up against 
the clowns and the buffoons because that's what we look like on Sunday. Um, I don't need to go into it anymore. I mean, you can go through specifics one after another. Derek Carr, where did he go? I don't know. And honestly, and I'm going to get myself in trouble here, but what the hell, I've done that before. I, I really believe <laughs> that this this comes down to Derek. Derek needs to drop the hammer. He needs to drop the hammer more with his teammates. He needs to drop the hammer more with the play caller. He needs to drop the hammer more with the receiver's coach. If he doesn't like the way it is, if he doesn't like the way it looks, if he doesn't like the way it feels, he needs to speak up. And I mean speak up. I mean at a nice, loud, respectable level. Because I don't think the message is coming across loud and clear, and I think it's affecting his performance. And I never let that happen when I was a Raider quarterback. Offensive line. A pathetic freaking joke for the money. Fire everyone. I mean... It's time to move on from however we're doing stuff because it ain't working. And, you know, giving it time, giving it time, giving it time. Sometimes that's not what it takes. And if you can't see what's happening here, I can. I mean, this is where this is where Reggie right now, if he has wants to keep his job, should be out there looking at all these coaches I talked about in our last show that are on the hot seat. And start making some calls. However it works in that dark realm of the NFL, this is what has to happen with this team. Mark Davis should be doing that. Mark should be telling Reggie to get off his ass and get on that project to start bringing coaches in here. Because Del Rio, hey man, if he ain't doing it, we got to find someone who will. And Gruden, there's talk about him going back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know it's a stretch. But shit, he'd rather come back to Oakland, I think, especially with a new stadium coming and all that. Maybe he won't. Maybe it's too much. Maybe he's going to wait for the transition. That is what I also think is part of the problem with this team is this whole moving to Vegas thing. So There's an undertone of sour right in there. You know, the team, the families, everybody. And a matter of fact, in this uh, – well, we'll get to the coaching thing afterwards here. I'm done with this game. I'm finished with this absolute thing. I just want to point out that there is the difference between a well-run, well-coached, well-managed team and clowns flying around. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, the other big story, which I was getting into anyways, Ken Norton gets Das Boot. Yeah, he gets kicked out with, of course, all the respect. He did try to do his best, try to bring that uh, that Seattle defense here to Oakland. didn't work out. I just think it didn't work out because he didn't have the tools to do his job because Veggie is a lame, lame pick when it comes to players. Uh, we don't have anywhere near the talent we should have, especially with the number of picks that we've had since he's been here. So I will say Ken Norton, yes, didn't do a very good job, but I don't expect Pagano, his replacement, to do anything better. We'll see. Got to give him a chance. He's supposed to be this. If he was such a, a, a brilliant mind, things would have changed already. 
But uh, that's not the case. I guess now that he's running the show, he'll really give it 100% of his effort to change the defense. Wah, 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 for sure. No way. This is a popcorn fart pissing in the ocean, expecting it to rise, and all the other clever little sayings that you could have for something that is late, too late, too little, uh, too funny uh, for this team this time of the season. I'm over uh, the whole coaching phenomena as it comes to the season completely. My hope is that this is just the tip of the iceberg and that we have a complete cleansing because that or we got to get rid of some players, but we have the most expensive offensive line in the league and this is what we get? Really? Donald Penn needed to go two seasons ago. He needs to be gone. I would get rid of him before the end of the year. You're out. Okay? Just get him off the roster. Have the new guys start playing right now. There has to be a definite reckoning with the offensive coordinator. This guy needs to go. We need to find someone with a brain. McCoy is uh, a rumor to be leaving. So there's other things that are happening in the league we best be ready to accept a, a bunch of coaches who see now see the Raiders now as opposed to before have talent they have players that that really can turn it on and if a coach can see that he can come here and be successful really uh, I think that those high demand coaches will see the benefit of coming to Oakland and see the benefit of all the things that are going to happen here and propel this team to the next level. I don't think this staff has it. I don't think uh, I don't think Jack is going to do it either. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't think that he's brought together the brains that it takes. And he's a defensive coach. That's the worst thing about it. He's a defensive-minded coach, for crying out loud. So Ken Norton's gone. Picano's in. Whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm uh, not real excited about the move. I, it was going to happen anyway. Well, knew it. And we all should know that uh, first-year offensive coordinator uh, drowning has got to go. He's got to go uh, coach a line or coach something else. But he is not an OC, uh, not even close. Uh, you cannot see by any stretch the imagination, the dynamic play calling, uh, something that we should be doing with these players is not coming from this OC. So he should go too. We'll see what happens in the offseason, but I expect that to be the case. Uh, he's going to try like hell to win the next few games. Good luck to that. I don't think he's got the, uh, I don't think he has the smarts for it, honestly, with a 33 to 8 beatdown in the last game. You can't tell me that uh, eight points, really? Okay, well, that's how it goes, and that's how it's going to go for the Raiders this season. And Ken Norton, goodbye. Thanks for working hard. I know he did. I knew he worked hard. I know he tried his best. But uh, I don't know if this, this promotion is going to be anything better than what we had where Downing got promoted. I Pagano, you know, all this confidence in him, I don't see it. So we'll see. And that is all I have to say about that. 
All right, the pregame for the Broncos. They're coming to town. They think they can beat us. And, hey, man, they're going to have a really good chance because Bill Musgrave is our offensive coordinator's go big. Well, this Sunday, this Sunday after Thanksgiving, everybody will be full of turkey. Uh, let's just hope they don't bring that turkey to the Coliseum because the rivals, the most hated team, I think, in the Raiders' recent history, the Broncos are coming to town. And uh, I think they feel they've got their way about beating the Raiders. I think that they feel with Bill Musgrave and company, they can come into Oakland and, and kick our ass, honestly, especially after last week. Uh, that's not necessarily true. I think the Raiders can beat the Broncos. I think I can surely beat them as long as we have the players in the position to win the game. We have the players. We just need to have the coaches put up a game. Now I'm hoping that after that embarrassing loss in Mexico that the Raiders coaching staff will see, hey, there's been a move. I think we better work for our job and win this game here at home. I'm hoping that's what they do because that's what it is. It's their job. Um, and even if they win, I think it's still their job, but they got to try to win anyway. I hope they do. We're going to be there in all our splendor at the Raiders tailgating and doing our thing for our last season here. So, um, listen, man, get up there, check us out. We're going to be there at the parking lot. Uh, if this podcast goes out before the game, uh, we'll see you there. Uh, you know, cause this is one of the few games left. For Red or Greg. <laughs> Unbelievable way to go, too. Unbelievable, man. Just when you thought we were out of the woods, we are the first team in NFL freaking history. First team in history not to have interception by week 12. Bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. The first ever. How you like that? Another high for the Oakland Raiders. We also allow the highest passer rating for quarterbacks uh, in the league. So if you want to come to Oakland, I mean, Brock Osweiler from Denver is going to come here and feel good about his chances, man, because of our defense. Bill Musgrave is now the OC in Denver. Paxton Lynch will start at quarterback. Uh, I remember seeing Paxton Lynch in the preseason against the 49ers. I was not thoroughly impressed. What have you seen from Paxton Lynch, and what do you think he can do this week against the Oakland Raiders? I can't. I'm going to give you all my good stuff for Sunday, but I can't help myself. I'm on a roll. Look, I just got done watching every throw that this guy has made. I went back and watched the two games from last year against Atlanta, uh, against Jacksonville. I watched every throw he's made in the preseason. And he's, uh, I would tell you, he's a little bit more athletic than I thought. He, he's, he's actually a really good runner for a guy that's six foot seven. But here's his, here's his deal. He's tall. He's athletic. He's got a strong arm. He can and he will run. His accuracy is an issue. Not very accurate. He's got poor ball security, uh, in the pocket. He, he's a low ball carriage. Um, and he doesn't really read the whole field. He's just, you know, he's a kind of a guy that, um, they'll want to move around. I think, Bill Musgrave is going to try and run the football. It's going to be quick game, get the ball to his hand quick, a couple play-action shots, and move him around. I think he's a guy that can do the boots and the nakeds and get him out on the edge and cut the field in half. But I think that's what you see from, from Paxton Lynch. The other thing, 
he doesn't have he only he, he doesn't his his off speed pitch isn't very good. A lot of times on these crossing routes, he throws these rocket balls to these guys that are eight ten yards in front of him and knocks them over. So he doesn't have great he doesn't have great pace and on his throws at times, and that can be an issue as well. Anyway, the defense of the Broncos is pretty damn strong still. They got enough juice left to really work us over. So let's just hope these these uh, this offensive line does its job. You know, we got to run the ball. We got to run the ball a lot because Carr can't throw the ball these days for some reason. Maybe you'll get the mojo back at home. Who knows? Who has any idea? I don't. It's a hard road here for Oakland Raider fans, but that's how it is this year. The 2017-2018 season is almost at an end, thank goodness. Um, I think we've all had enough. And that's all I'm going to say about the Broncos game. I hope we can win. I just don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a, co- a lot of confidence. There's a lot of anger in the locker room. I mean, there's a coach that's been let go. A lot of the defense really liked him. You know, who knows what is going on inside the locker room already. You had this dynamic, and here we are, man. Raider Nation. We're not we're not afraid because we've been in down this path so many times. Just take a deep breath, and there's always next year. That's kind of what you gotta do, right? That's what I say. All right, let's get to the bone line. And our first bone line caller, 1-800-620-7181, is Raider Nate from the Valley. And, well, what's up, brother? This is Raider Nate from deep up in the Valley, Fresno. I am so... So disappointed. So disappointed. I'm, I look forward to this game because I thought, oh, okay, we have extra time, resting, preparing, Mexico City, Raiders backcountry, and we were just getting worked. I am so embarrassed right now, man. Will our Raiders ever come up in the game? Are they ever going to reach the pinnacle? We need coaches. Ah, go Raiders. Very well put, bro. Couldn't say it better myself. Um, For sure. (laughs) Well done. And our next caller is a rare appearance this this time of year without being close to KC, but... Raider Dan is making an appearance, I think, because of the pathetic play of our team, but I'm not sure what is happening, my brother. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. I cannot hold it in no more. It's bullshit offensive play calling, that idiot. A defensive coordinator. You know, you know, I love to watch my Raiders. I have left the house, Raider Gray. I'm not going to look at the fourth quarter. If it's on when I get back, so be it. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm sick of this stuff. Hey, I like Del Rio, but to listen to Tony, you know who, 
talk about the Raiders like what? My problem I got, the biggest problem, he's talking about plays. I see the same doggone plays that I saw in the first quarter. This fool tied down, all he do is just flip and have somebody else running. The body language of the players, you cannot win despite of coaching. Gary Carr is trying. He's trying to throw a ball where his coach is tying his arm behind his back. He hasn't quit. But looking at the people catching the ball, people blocking, running the ball, people on defense, Mac hasn't quit. But just looking at everybody else's body language, it looks like everybody been checked out. I don't know if I'm going to come to Arrowhead. I'm emotional right now. I, I love to go watch my Raiders play, but if they going to lay down like dogs, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, man, I swear – I'm looking at the Raiders back in the mid-2000s before Hugh Jackson and after Hugh Jackson. Those terrible Raider teams that got all that talent, you know, from, from North Turner, crappy teams. This is what I'm looking at. This is what we're all looking at. And it's bullshit. You can believe it out. That's cool. But it is. I'm confident what it is. But I'm still going to be Raider Nation. That's not going to change. But... This is unacceptable. You know, his must roll. He start from the top to show that peanut-eating fool, Mark Davis, put him on television like he cares. He's sitting there eating peanuts. He don't care. He ain't even paying attention. Well, then saying that, I'm out. Go Raiders for life, baby. Well, my brother, that pretty much sums it up, the game for all of us, especially that fourth quarter going to the market. I'm sure you're not the last, first, or even <laughs> – close to the last person who did that for this game. Embarrassing, yes. And uh, Mark Davis is embarrassing. I, you know, there's no bones in my, I wish he'd sell the team. I've been saying it for a long time. Mark Davis or Mo, however you want to say it, is a buffoon. Uh, Reggie McKenzie's right there in line with him. And, uh, well, I don't know what to say, man, but we've been out coached all year long. We got players. Locker room has been fractured. You can tell all the heads going down. That whole thing happened this year. Something happened in the locker room, man. I don't know what it was, but something went down, and it ain't been the same since. So I appreciate the call and the perspective, my Kansas City brother. And our next caller is the Chucktown Raider. Let's hear you, man. What do you got for the Raider Nation? Something refreshing, let's hope. I don't know. But I'm sure you're feeling it, my brother. Hey, 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 Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is the Chuck Town Raider. I'm betting this phone line's blowing up right now because of all the Raider fans that are walking away from the television fan. Oh, we are done, son. Take a fork in them fellas, okay? And I, I got I got uh, a little bit of a, a song that'll raise everybody's spirits. You got no wind to hold them, no wind to scold them, no wind to walk away from the television set, and no wind to run. You never count your Super Bowl trophies. When you're 12 and 4 in the season, there'll be time enough for counting. When the season's done, 
I am out. Bro, that was freaking epic. Perfect. <laughs> Time enough for counting when the season's done. Yeah, we won't be counting too many W's, my brother. That's great. Thank you for that very much. And our next caller is Raider Jim from the East Coast. What do you have for us, bro? And you got to suffer over there in the East Coast with all them Patriot Rat fans, bro. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Jim calling from the East Coast. I called last night, and, and, I, and I knew it was a mistake. My emotions were just not in check at all. So I thought I would give another call today on this blue Monday again. And maybe you can throw away the one I called, the call I made last night. Or maybe you want to want to air that one and not this one. But just thinking about the game here on Monday, thinking about the game yesterday, I think the reason why my emotions were, were so high last night, it's the same reason they were so high after the Redskin game, the Raiders showed yesterday that they are nowhere close to competing for anything in the NFL. Nowhere close. I still believe after reflection, sleeping on it, as they say, waking up today, I still believe the, the problem is coaching. That's, that's the problem, but nevertheless, it needs to be fixed or any talk or any hope of the Raiders in 2018 even being a contender to me is laughable because yesterday showed playing the Patriots who are obviously the gold standard in the NFL, obviously the mark that every team wants to reach, the Raiders coming off a bye week, having extra time to prepare, knowing they're, they're going to play the Patriots since the schedule came out, although they looked like they just found out Saturday night they were playing the Raiders on Sunday. That tells me we've got a coaching problem. Now, as far as the Marshawn Lynch stunt, I won't say anything else about it, except that it, it's tired, man, en enough. It really is getting old. I thought that the team also, the, the last thing I'll say about this game, the team also demonstrated to me what they have demonstrated in Washington, Denver, and Buffalo. And that was they are not able to respond to adversity. They're not able to respond when things don't go well. You know, they, they were moving the ball, as, as I've heard a couple of people say. They were moving the ball in the first half. You know, first Johnny Holton lets the pass bounce off the shoulder pads, and Derek Carr threw a beautiful strike. That's an interception. Okay, you know, mistake. It happens. And then, of course, you know, old Seth. Seth fumbling down when we were getting ready to score a touchdown and cut the lead to seven before the half ends, and, and we all know how that ended up. We all know that was, a, that was a terrible mistake by Seth Roberts. But here's what I'm talking about. You don't see the Raider team able to respond when things go wrong. Good teams can respond. A good example 
I don't know if you saw any of the, the Saints-Redskins game yesterday. You saw the Saints down. You saw the Redskins playing them hard, and, and the Saints responded, and they kept playing, and they, they, they came back and won the game. So I don't see any of that in the Raiders. Last year we saw it. You know, was it, was it all Bill Musgrave? Was he the one? Is, you know, was, should Bill Musgrave have been made head coach? Instead of instead of letting him walk to Denver to be, you know, OC and you know, and I see where where Denver fired McCoy, they fired him. They'll probably promote Musgrave to offensive coordinator, and then we'll probably lose to Denver again. Uh, so that's my prediction. This, this this season is one of the most, if not the most, disappointing season I have seen the Raiders play in my entire life of rooting. For them. So anyway, Greg, you be the judge, brother. Last night's call or today's call. You know, man, I guess I just needed some more therapy today. So I'm calling my uh calling my therapist later, Greg. So anyway, man, thanks for the podcast. I will say that. Uh, I want to tell you every time because I do enjoy it. Win or lose, I enjoy the podcast. I appreciate what you do and I like how you I like how you do it, man. It's kinda like sitting down with a, with a couple of Raider fans and just chatting about the game. So God bless the Raider nation. Talk to y'all soon. Well, my brother, we all felt that phone call for sure. I mean, the fact that we have to sit here and think that this team is just like the team of early 2000s, the 2003, the 2005 the Art Shell 2006 season, the lost season. This is the same buffoonery we've seen. We've seen it over and over and over again. First it was talent, and then it was coaching, and then it was coaching, and then it was coaching, and then then now we have talent and no coaching. Bro, you know, we're all feeling the same way, man. Back we're going backwards, and that's not where this team should be going. Feeling your call, bro. We all are. Great take, man. And our next caller is Raider Slim from Long Beach, California. Beautiful city. What's happening, my brother? What's good, Raider Nation? Uh, this is Raider Slim calling out of Long Beach, California, man. Greater Greg, Greater Randy, man. Appreciate you guys. Love the show. Just started listening this year. Appreciate you guys. You guys are really good. What you do, I love the Raider Nation podcast. Well, just got done watching the game, man. Lousy. Horrible. So many ways to describe it, bro. Uh, our secondary was trash. The game really flipped when we didn't. Roberts had that fumble. Could have went to halftime 17-14. But... It would have been uh, 14-7. That would have looked a lot better. Uh, Carr, actually, I think he's he's doing all right. You know, he did, or he did all right tonight. It was just after the first half and just all the drops we had. We had a drop by Holton. So much he could do, man. Uh, it's been a long year, man. But uh, like you said, next year, these dudes, Davis, they won't get a dime from me. So. That's all I'm going to say. Love the podcast. Ready, Greg. Ready, Randy. Appreciate you guys, man. You guys take it easy. 
Go Raiders all day, no matter what. Peace. There you go, man. <laughs> Tough game for all of us to watch, man. Really, especially when you thought we were moving forward. Thanks for the props, too, brother. We appreciate that as well. We're trying to make it so that <laughs> the Raider Nation can uh, well can get it out. Because I sure as hell need to get it out because this team is blowing my mind from last year to this year. Where the hell did those guys go? Appreciate the call, brother. And our next caller is the 670 Island Raider. And this is cool, man, from Mariana's. I think that's what he said. Wow, bro. Welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. What possibly could you want to talk about? <laughs> I love it, bro. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. This is 670 Island Raider out in the Marianas. I just want to let you know, it's really uh, disappointing about today's game between the, you know, the rats and us. To be honest with you, kind of miss Musgrave now. I really do. Got to get rid of Ken Norton. I'm sorry. Norton, you did good in Seattle, but you're not jiving with us right now. I don't know. Someone was saying during the game that it must be the transfer or whatever, or moving to Las Vegas or whatever, or this and that, whatever. No. Our, our offensive coordinator, our defensive coordinator, there's something going on, and I'm not sure. But today, that was embarrassing. Mark Davis, munching down like a rabbit, eating a carrot, I'm not too concerned. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's in it for the team or for the pocketbook. And I'm kind of worried because moving the team to Las Vegas. All hell can break loose from there. It's very concerning. Because if you sit down and watch an owner munching on whatever he's munching on, like a rabbit, nibbling away or a squirrel or, I don't know, a possum or a raccoon, it's kind of concerning. I don't know if he has concern for the team or if he likes the team or if it's his money back. You know? I'm sorry to say this. A guy came into my office and said, oh, you've always been losing. And I turned around and said, I still wear silver and black pro. Okay? No matter what. And I turned around and told him, I said, oh, yeah, you're a band jumper. Okay? You want to jump on one bandwagon, uh, bandwagon to another? Go for it. He just laughed. I'm going to tell you this. this. We're going to make the playoffs. Whether it's a wild card or what. I still have faith. I still have faith. And going out to the media, I'm getting sick and tired of you guys turning around and talking about how the media built up right. NFL, ESPN, everybody. Oh, now in this situation, and you guys are talking bad about the Oakland Raiders. I'll tell you what, stop talking because one, you're never right, and two, you don't know what you're talking about. My bucket list was 
go to nuclear range. Oakland, Oakland, not Las Vegas, Oakland, Raider game. And walk through that hallowed halls, blessed halls, and see where everyone was. I live 7,000 miles away, overseas. Raider Nation for life. So the Raider Nation families, I love you. I thank you. And I'm very proud to be a Raider. Love you all. Bye. Now, see, man, that was an epic freaking call. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. That was really uh, <laughs> uplifting in a lot of ways. And, yeah, we're all Raider fans, man. We're all Raiders. Nobody's jumping anywhere unless they say they are, which is ridiculous anyway. But, you know, it hurts when our team is not playing well, bro. You know, it does hurt a lot. And, yeah, we get worked. We've been getting worked for the mainstream media forever. Now, I work the team because I love the team. I mean, I call it like I see it. Because that's how I see it. I'm not like, you know, there's no other sport. There's no other team. It's about the Raiders, too. Yeah, Musgrave, losing Musgrave. Yeah, I was happy to see him go. I was not happy with his replacement. Now, if you're going to make a move like that, then you better be really sure that you got the right guy. Right? So they're going to take a rookie... Offensive coordinator, never done it before. He's been around the league for a little while. But they're going to let a rookie take a team that went won 12 games a year before. I, I just think that that was stupid. I said it in the offseason before we even started playing that that was one of my major concerns. Was that this guy, Todd Drowning, would be able to hang. And he hasn't. And Norton couldn't hang. Well, he, you know what? I'll tell you what. Parcells said it the best way. You can't expect him to make the meal if he doesn't have a hand in picking the groceries. And I think that whoever's picking the groceries for the Raiders is going for to food for less. Or, you know, <clears throat> it ain't happening. Reggie, Reggie's not very good. And it shows in the talent. On the field. That's all I can say. Um, that's all I can say about that. So I appreciate the call, bro. Got a great tone. We all are Raiders. Trust me. And, uh, man, I wish you could make it to the Coliseum before they uh, leave here, man. Because, yeah, you, you have to see it. Because there'll never be anything else ever like it. I appreciate the call, brother. And our next caller is... The Prez. And he's serious. And he means business. What's up, brother? Good morning, Raider Nation. This is The Prez. Memphis, Tennessee. Let's get down to the case, shall we? What we saw was not only a disgrace and an embarrassment. It's just beyond words that I can say. You guys had 10 days to prepare. And this is the best that you can do. You know what, man? Um, it's over. Show's over, at least for this season. Coaching, as you said in the last podcast. Coaching. We don't have players. We have heart. It's like the, the guys don't quit on this team, man. I don't see no passion. 
I don't see no uh, intensity. Guys dropping the balls, man. And I don't want to start the John Gruden circus thing stuff because I know it is what it is with that. I, I throw it that way a long time ago. But we need a Chucky coach. We need a coach that's going to hold guys accountable, dig in guys' asses, man, when they drop balls and not playing and stuff like that, man. It's so relaxed. How could you go into Mexico, man? And I'll, even though it's at home, but I've dominated Mexico, Mexican Raider fans and the fan base watching you. You had 10 days off, and this is all you had to deliver. Man, Carr doesn't look like he's a leader anymore, man. He looks like he's defeated. He looks like he's just kind of going through the motions. Whatever had happened or took place that we don't know of, which I am certain that something did happen, but we'll never know. Something happened with that damn team, man. You cannot convince me. Something happened with the team along the way around the time I watched in D.C. It was hot as fish grease, but now they cool and cold as a cold pond in Wisconsin. I have no excuses, and I'm not giving any excuses. This is ridiculous, man. You know, wow. Plus, I got to shove off 50 bucks, and here I told you so from the haters and stuff. You know, Patriot fans galore at my job. This is some bull. I'm also getting tired of year after year, man. You know, the same crap we Wait for the team. It gets over. It don't show up. You go through the motions, then watch the Super Bowl, then you get ready for the um, combine, and then the draft, and then you be painfully with nothing to do for two or three months for baseball, which I don't like. And then preseason gets here. Man, it's getting it's getting tired. And I know this is long, but this is what I got to say about this right here. Get your mess together, man. And I'm trying my best not to say any profanity words so I can make the podcast because this is how bad I want to be on there, man. Jack Del Rio, get the hell up out of here if you don't want to coach, man. I'm sick of you. Mark Cooper, trade him. You suck, dude. You don't have the balls, bro. And it's not just you. Marshawn, you did play a game. I give you some pass, though, but I'm tired of your circus also, too. In fact, scrap the whole team, which I know is not going to happen, man. You know, this is just ridiculous. Now, I'm going to have to go ahead and get, get ready for work. Red Nation, I'm sorry. You know, it's not that I can do. I'm just an avid fan, man, and uh, it is what it is. I just knew that this was going to be a better year. Man, 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 I'm so damn pissed. I can't even get to work. My job started right, bro. Take care, Ray, Ray Greg, Ray to Randy. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Prayers out. Oh, no, man. Oh, no. Listen, Prez, uh, we all saw a big change in this team. A big change in the heart, a lack of drive at the fourth quarters, and and a lack of effort to go get balls, and a lack of able to push the offensive line, and the defense not getting to the quarterback, and a record in the NFL of a team not getting an interception. This is an ailing organization, and it's not just the players. It's not just the coaches. It goes all the way to that peanut-eating Mark Davis or whatever he's eating up there in the stands while he's laughing and smiling and sitting there laughing, having a good time as we get our ass beat in Mexico. Like, okay, well, this is just temporary. We're going to change this whole thing when Vegas gets here. You know what, man? Mark Davis, you are a jerk. And I am so happy to say I'm not giving you my money next season, bro. You are not getting another penny of my money for this product that you trot out here. As an owner, you should be freaking embarrassed. That is ridiculous. Bro, I feel you. It's the way it is. I'm sorry you got to take the heat from the rat fans. 
It's the way it is. Their day will come someday. All right, thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is perfect. Perfect for the moment. It's Dr. Love is in the house. We need some love, bro. What's happening, man? Dr. Love. Serious. What's up, Greg and Randy, man? This is Dr. Love. You know what? If you folded up shop right now, no one would think any less of you. That's exactly what I would do if I were in your shoes. This team is an absolute embarrassment and an absolute ship of fools. Of course, the outcome of being ground to a fine pace by the Patriots was expected. And as you said, man, wholesale changes are needed everywhere. And there's nothing left worth watching on Raider TV. They're toast. Later. Well, I'm not going to pack up shop because, man, I need to hear from fans like you. And I need to be able to voice my frustrations, too, because because that's why I started the show uh, 13 seasons ago. That's why. Because I was frustrated then. And, you know, just when you think you can crawl out of the bag, they shove you back in. It's insane. Appreciate the call. Pretty funny, brother. Well, I love this call already. Don't even know what he's going to say, but this is Raider Malik from Tucson, the Wisdom. That comes is always good. What is up, my brother? Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. It's been a while since I called. Let's talk about the embarrassment in Mexico City. Just bad, man. Totally embarrassed. Two weeks to prepare. Guys still don't know how to tackle. I mean, that juke that... Uh, Corey James had put on him where he just slips and falls. I mean, they look like Keystone Cops out there. And I'm I'm tired of, of seeing on Twitter people saying how it's not coaching. And I don't understand when guys get paid to coach players as opposed to try to improve a player's performance. And I'm tired of the excuses, man. You know, I'm tired of the drops, the lack of focus. I'm tired of having to hear announcers say how Khalil Mack has disappeared this season, and it's not true. It's just that he has no help. I mean, Bruce Irvin, you know, it's funny. I was watching him play, and a lot of times the guy kind of quits, you know. He doesn't really look to get dirty and get down in there and make that hit. You know, he, he's he's getting worked over a lot, and I'm, I'm just I'm tired of seeing it. Uh, Edwards is pretty much out there, but he's not doing anything. You know, that line is not really getting a ton of pressure. That call on Mac where he actually – hit Brady on the thighs and wrapped him, and they, they said it was a low. Man, that's a bunch of crap, man. You know, it's typical. Typical rate of lore, you know, referees see what we do, and they just look to call that flag. There's so much with this team. Melon Fongwu, I don't know why he was out there, but I guess Del Rio actually admitted that they were just seeing what was going to happen, you know, just like a, a last-ditch effort because they had so many people hurt, I guess, in the, in, the, in the secondary. And he got destroyed. And to see punk-ass Reggie Nelson getting burnt again on camera, the guy ran right past him. If you can't even keep up with people, what are you doing out there? You know, he's always late to every play. And, you know, he makes a tackle, and he acts like, the, you know, he's, he's the world's best player out there. Uh, just, I'm, I'm sick of seeing him get burnt. I'm sick of... The secondary playing 30 yards off. I'm sick of seeing the middle of the of the field 
open every single time on defense. I mean, I'm not a coach, but that seems like a really dumb scheme to me. And do they ever blitz? I never see a blitz. And uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, actually had a, a, a good game, except for the fact that, once again, 11 total carries. Why don't you give him the ball some more, people? Hello? Oh, and by the way, he can catch the ball, too. How about throwing some balls to him and let him try to make something happen? I mean, a lot of times he gets in the backfield. There's only one running back in the backfield. And you can see it coming. You, you know you know who's getting it. You know it's going to be a run. I don't know why I don't have more guys in the backfield, like like two running backs maybe, just to throw some kind of mystery back there. I don't really want to put a ton of blame on Carr. You know, people are saying he's checking down a lot and, and changing the plays. Maybe, maybe not. But I know a lot of balls are there, man, and the, and the guys are dropping balls, plain and simple. And I don't know what they do in practice. They're obviously not focused on on, on – doing things like that, like performing and tackling and catching the ball correctly. They're just running plays. Uh, I do have one suggestion. Maybe they should look into meditation, like have meditative sessions every practice for an hour with the team and really get their mind clear and focused so that when they show up in the game, they can visualize and get things going. And I, I don't like going on, you know, going all over Jack Del Rio. You know, his family is, you know, they're, they're Raider fans. I, I get all that. I love that. But, you know, I'm just tired of excuses, and I'm tired of nothing changing. You know, him saying he has confidence in the defense, I don't know what the hell he's looking at. But they're getting destroyed. And, yeah, somehow, some way, they still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Uh, the rest of the, of, the, of the conference looks horrible right now. Everybody's losing. But everybody's losing. The Raiders can't seem to win when everybody's losing. Just devastated. So fired up for this game. And to see the fans, I mean, it's – it seemed like there were a lot of Patriot fans in that crowd, and it was kind of embarrassing because that's supposed to be, you know, Raiderville down there. And we looked horrible, absolutely horrible. And the announcers looked bored. It's just, it's just bad. After last season, so many hopes, and now we just we just suck right now. And I'm just tired of the chaos. And I do know this. If Gruden is leaving the door open to coach, maybe they should give a call to Gruden. And if Hugh Jackson's having a horrible time in Cleveland, man, bring him back as OC if that's any way possible. Oh, my God, that those two would be great on offense. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the next game, and, uh, you know, I'll still be rooting for the team. But And I hope everybody's well. Thank you again for the podcast. You know, we all love it. So major props, and uh, take care. Raider Malcolm, too, son. Have a good day. Bye. Yes, you know, we can all see it. I love your take, bro, as I always do anyway. Uh, so many points. So many points. Uh, Del Rio, I like him too, bro. He looks like a Raider, but, man, he's just not that X's and O's guy. And maybe that's what we need, a little more X's and O's at that position because – I know when Gruden used to walk around when they were practicing and stretching, he used to work each player at their position and talk about how they could improve and and say that the and know the guy that's behind him say you know Jonesy right there behind you he'd love for you to mess up some more he'd love to move right up into the number spot wouldn't you Jonesy he'd do stuff like this all practice long uh, this is something in coaching I think that's special when you know position you know how to work a player and try to 
inspire him to be better than he is. Uh, that's one of the things I think Gruden was real good at. So, I don't know, man. I hope we get a good coach. I love your take, man. We need to clean this out and start over. And uh, I don't know, man. We got a laughing owner as we get pummeled in Mexico City. Not much hope, I don't think. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Raider Doggo from SoCal. What's happening, my brother? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Doggo from Southern California. You can't say that Musgrave was convincing our players to catch the ball. That's what I see the biggest problem is, is our players just can't catch the ball. Now, I want to say they're all a lot younger than me. They really need to be putting down that PlayStation console or whatever it is that they're doing and start actually playing catch. We have three quarterbacks. Start playing catch with these guys every day of the week. Honestly, why are they just dropping the ball? Really? Can anybody catch a ball? Look for it next year. Can anybody catch a ball? That's the question of the season, bro. Uh, and why? Who knows? But uh, I'm going to have to do something, man, because uh, this ain't happening. And our next caller from El Centro, California, Raider Loon, is in the house. What you got for us, man? Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Raider Randy, this is Raider Loon from El Centro, California. And man, oh man, I mean, we all saw this coming, kind of. I mean, people still have hope out there. Oh, the circus has come to town, folks. The circus has come to town. I mean, Raider Greg, you said it best when you said you hire clowns, you get a circus. And um, this coaching staff, which is probably one of the worst in the NFL, is just it's seriously, they're under the microscope now by analysts, media, all that crap. I know, I know they have nowhere to hide. Look at the way we've won and look the way we've lost. And to be honest with you, on either side, it doesn't inspire confidence. Um, our schedule remaining, it is what it is. I didn't even bother calling in after the Miami game because I knew we were most likely going to win because just by sheer talent alone, we have what it takes to win a lot of the games that we have on the schedule and a lot of games that we've even lost. But coaching is what separates good teams from bad teams, and we just have horrible coaching. And um, to hear the crowd chant Brady, Brady, Brady on a Raider home game, Raider Greg, a Raider home game. Oh, my God, man. That, that is just ridiculous. I'm tired of it, Raider Greg. And I know you're tired of that nonsense. The one stat I heard during the game, and I just – I rolled my eyes and I let out a deep, deep sigh was when – I forgot who said it. it. was one of the analysts doing the game, and they said that Brady completes 90% of his passes against a Jack, a Jack Del Rio defense or Ken Norton Jr. defense. 90%. And, and you know what? When he said it, I think he was 12 for 12 or 13 for 13. I'm not even sure. I knew he was perfect on the day so far. And that is just, you cannot have that. And 
you know, there's no commitment to excellence. There's, there's no, by any means necessary here on this team. It is just a team of losers right now from Derek Carr down to the freaking special teamers. It's ridiculous. And I hate it. Um, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, uh, this is Raider, Raider Randy, this is Raider Lude, one love and I'm out. Well, there is an honest appraisal of the buffoonery in Oakland. Hire a clown, expect a circus. I said it, I meant it, and that's exactly what's happening in Oakland. This is a travesty for these young players that have talent in their prime of their career that this is what they're left with. This is who they're banking their career and future on. Mark Davis needs to have someone stick a cattle prod in his and move on. Sell the team or invest in the team, but something has to happen here. And not just firing Ken Norton and saying everything's all hunky-dory and go into next season. Uh, That's not going to work for anyone, especially the players. Uh, Appreciate your take, bro. Very honest and candid. And our next caller is Raider Red in Southern Illinois. Man, what's happening there? I know it's cold. What's happening, brother? Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Red here in Southern Illinois. After a most depressing ass-whooping Sunday, if we would reel back to some of my first calls over the last few, what's it been, three, four years, whatever, can't catch. That's what I said. Don't have any hands. That's what I said. Guess what? Still a problem. Cannot catch a pass. What is the issue? Somebody please tell me. Something's going wrong. Something's not right. This team is better than last year. Should be better than last year, but they're not. What's the problem? I think some heads need to roll. Some buyer needs to happen. JDR possibly seeing the end of his time. This is just not the way it's supposed to go. Don't believe he's got the passion anymore that I thought he had. I know our offensive coordinator, our defensive coordinator, Downing Norton Jr., have not been more of a turd at all. And we got Musgrave, a new offensive coordinator, out in Denver now. Don't tell me you haven't wished he was back this year. 12-4 and four season, now we're set at 4-6. and six. Garbage, garbage, garbage. It's not my Oakland Raiders. It's not my Raiders. It's not our Raiders. Happy Thanksgiving to you all, Raider Nation. Eat a lot. Drink. Be merry. Stay safe. And as always, Raider Nation, over life. I'm out. Well, there you go. An honest fan's perspective, again, um, of a team that's <laughs> that's uh, treading water barely. And I don't know, man. You're going to have to blow this one up and start over. I think that's what all smart owners would do. But we'll see, brother. And our next caller is the Northwest Raider. Raider Tony is in the house. What do you have for us, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is the Northwest Raider. Raider Tony. You know, the game on Sunday against the Patriots didn't come as a surprise. But still, I think like a lot of us, I got my hopes up on game day. And uh, 
you know, I just was hoping that <laughs> I would that I would be wrong, and that um, you know the team would come out fired up, and that our coaching staff would have used two weeks to prepare for the Patriots and really come out with well thought out game plans and had our guys ready to play. And what we saw was what we've seen pretty much the whole season. You know, the Patriots exposed the weaknesses that we already knew we had. I don't even know where to begin. And the fact is, I'm pretty sure that all the Raider Nation calling the podcast, we're going to have pretty much similar things to say. Even though the Chiefs lost and we're still in the playoff hunt, apparently, you know, making the playoffs with this team, the way they're coached, it's just, it would be a disaster. And why make the playoffs when you have an inept, incompetent coaching staff that doesn't know what they're doing? So we're going to watch every game this year. If we do somehow get get into the playoffs, you know, I will watch, of course, and I'm in the root for us. But the expectations are gone for this year. It's a lost season. And, you know, I, I don't care that he has a three-year contract extension. Bill Real needs to go. Fire him. Uh, you know, at this point, the whole staff needs to go, the coaching staff. And, um, you know, just bring in new guys and going to have to start anew. You know, Del Rio was good for where we were at three years ago, the rebuilding stage, but we're not there anymore. We're past the rebuilding stage. We should be at the next level. And uh, it's not going to happen under this guy. Anyway, I'm out. It's not going to happen under this guy is exactly what I say because I just don't see it. His original staff was not that good to begin with, and he's gone backwards. So, And our next caller is the RN Raider. <laughs> What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is the RN Raider. And the Raiders showed up to Mexico DOA. Man, I feel like raiding the medicine drawer. <laughs> you know, I, I, I knew we were going to lose. Just from what I've seen up to this point, I just did not see any way that we were going to pull this one out. But I thought it could be a little bit more competitive. I, I Wow, I haven't seen a game that bad, and I can't remember how long. Uh, it's late enough in the week where we just got the news that Ken Norton Jr. was fired. Good. Goodbye. Good riddance. All that good stuff. But, man, to think that, that is, that's going to solve the problem, oh, man, we need to clean house. I know we're not going to with Jack Del Rio. As much as I think his ass should get canned and we should start looking to somebody else, it'd be nice to get Gruden, but, you know, let's be honest, that's probably not going to happen. But JDR got an extension, so he's here for at least another year just on the basis that I'm sure Mark doesn't want to lose money on the just on the contract. But uh, get rid of Downing. And, you know, honestly, with, with Derek Carr, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give him – some more time because I know he's better than the way he's played and it's not all on him. The receivers can't catch a cold and 
on that note, honestly, I I don't think we re-signed Amari Cooper. I let him go. I, I don't I don't think it's because it's not because the talent is not there, and it's not because I don't think he could improve on the the catching, like with the right coaching and a little more time. What I think is, is this guy just does not have a desire to play. I mean, it's cool if you're an introvert, but this guy just does not seem like he cares at all. I mean, he, there, there's no fire in him at all. I just, I get the feeling like he's doing this because he's always been good at it. And, you know, he's doing it because he thinks he should. But I don't see him wanting to get better. I kind of see him just floating. And as far as I'm concerned, we can get rid of Sean Smith. We can get rid of Amerson. We can get rid of Reggie Nelson. We can get rid of Seth. Oh, God, I can't believe we extended Seth Roberts. That mother effer. That mother effer. Oh, God, Seth Roberts was killing us yesterday. Oh, man. I'm not even sure, honest to God, I'm going to watch the rest of the season. I say that, and I know I probably will, but honestly, I'm picking the Broncos, the the horrible Broncos, the Broncos that cannot put 14 points together in any given week. I'm picking them to come to Oakland and beat us because I just think we're in that bad of shape. I honestly think there is a reasonable chance that we lose – at least five of the next next six games. And uh, at this point, I'm kind of okay with it because at least we'll have a higher draft pick. It's hard to say that when I know we're really technically only about one game back from making a playoff spot. That's bananas to me. But at this point, I, I almost feel like we should just throw it because even if we do make the postseason, there is no chance that we make any noise. There's just no way that we go further than wild card. We're just not put together for the long haul. So we could get lucky and get a, get a spot, but I don't think so. And even if we do, we're not going to do anything with it. So I, I'm all for just restructuring, getting it right, getting the right personnel in place, and just starting from not from scratch because we got some of the pieces. Some of the pieces are there. We just need to really reevaluate what we're doing because this is just totally dysfunctional and, and Lynch can go. I mean, he's showing signs that he still has life, but honestly, I don't want the distraction anymore. We need to draft a new running back or, or get one of who's a free agent this next off season. I don't know who's available, but uh, I don't think DeAndre Washington or Richard are, are going to be the answer. So anyways, I hope you all have a good rest of the week, and go Raiders, even though at this point I'm almost kind of rooting for them to lose just for a higher draft pick. But, you know, Raider Nation till I die. And I'm, I'm still going to watch, even though I keep saying I'm not going to. But, uh, you know, I, I can only take so much more of this, man. And I'm sure I am not the only one who feels that way. Anyways, peace. Well, got to love your take, bro. Absolutely. No, you're not the only one that feels this way. We all feel this way. And, uh, well, we feel powerless to do anything about it. And we have, have to wait until the end of the season 
to see if there's going to be any changes. So, like I said in my last show, there's a lot of coaches on the hot seat. I mean, um, Gruden, Gruden's brother on the Redskins might be available. They might let him go. I'd love to see him in silver and black, at least on the offensive side. Um, there's a lot of good coaching minds that are going to be available. I hope we are looking. I pray we are doing everything we can to find the right people for those jobs. Because obviously, uh, we're paying the money, but we ain't getting the results, especially the O-line. It's time to move on from the staff. Uh, everybody, uh, including Del Rio, I think. So on that note, I just want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Wife's in there cooking. This room smells awesome. And I want to wish everyone a very healthy and safe holiday. God bless you all on this beautiful day of thankfulness. I am Raider Craig, and I am out.